It's time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in. What's up, Headspacers? How's everyone doing? Oh, wow. My name is Mike. Good morning. Good morning. Someone's in a good mood. I am just in a happy mood. I am feeling good. I'm sitting here looking at Christine and Christy. How y'all doing today? Yes, you're very you're very blessed to be able to look upon our beautiful yeah. faces. Yeah. I must okay. say. Okay. All right. Yes, I'm so glad you're humble too. <laughs> Appreciate your humility on I this here Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> you have the pregnancy glow, Christy. Well, thank you. Thank yes. you so much. It, we're yes. getting there. We're 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 almost there. So <laughs> what? How much longer before Mason's arrival? So for those that don't know, all our listeners, Christy and her husband Rob are expecting a beautiful baby boy and. We have been uh, just encouraging them along the way. And so they are at the last couple of minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't say exactly when, but he, he will be here, I'd, I'd say, between three to four weeks. Wow. Around Get that. out of here. Time frame. Yeah. He is ready. The, has, has he been really kicking? Has he been real active? He has. He has. He, he makes his presence known. Trust me. Now, tell me this. Has Jack started preparing for... Jax is her, is there, what is he, your bulldog? He's, he's, can you see him in the background? I see him in the background. Yeah, uh -huh. he's right there. Yes, yes, Jax has been, uh, it, it's been interesting. You know, animals just have this sense of when things are happening. So he's always been like, for, for months and months, he's come up to me and put his head on my belly. And now lately, we're in the process of getting his uh, Mason's room together and uh -huh. so now Jax just walks into his room and lays on the floor so i think he knows his his big brother a little brother is on it on his way i think yeah he's, he's prepared that is awesome that yeah. is great oh my gosh christine how are you today doing well doing well anything new and exciting happening in your life do you have a, a little bundle of joy on the way are you, right? you, be you know what <laughs> christine <laughs> Not when my oldest is in grad school. I ain't ready to do it. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying, you know. You know, nope, nope. I, just, <laughs> I am very excited for Christy, though. But no. <laughs> I know that's right. She said, I know done. that's right. Done, she done. She said, done, done, done. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, hey, we are here in uh, beautiful Baltimore, Maryland. Well, Christine is not in Baltimore. She's in um, up north in Pennsylvania. But no same idea. Cicadas. With no cicadas, we're gonna talk about the cicadas in a little bit. But um, anyway, well, I guess you know it's all right. We're we're at we're at that point in the show where we can talk about the cicadas. So here we are. So Christine has told you that she has no cicadas, uh, but that is not the same for Doctor Mike and Christy. We are in the middle of a infestation. <laughs> we are in Cicada Land, Cicadaville, Cicada Town. Oh my goodness. It's been quiet the last couple of days because we had a lot of rain going on. And uh, Shavella, my wife, um, told me before we went on air, she went for her morning walk. And she said, it's awfully quiet today. You know, it's awfully quiet. 
And um, so I was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe it was the rain that washed them out, but I'm sitting here looking out my window and they sure enough are jumping from tree to tree. So I think they just, I think they they just took a sabbatical for a few couple of days, you know. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're still they're still around. <laughs> so you know, it's funny when we talk about the cicadas because they are very interesting creatures, actually. Um, Christy, as a matter of fact, on Facebook, you uh, posted a little bit about just what all they do, and I thought it was very fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I'm I am both uh, disgusted and amazed by the creatures. To be honest with you. I mean, they do a lot above and underground. I mean, and they've been around for millions of years before us, okay? Mm -hmm. So I know we think they're annoying and, no, they are annoying. We They are, they are annoying and all of that, but I'm sure they're like, well, we were here first. Y'all mm -hmm. come and chop down our trees and build up houses and mess up our environment. Um, but but yeah, they're, they're pretty phenomenal um species i just wish they weren't just so like clumsy and everywhere yeah my windshield you know you go get the car wash and within 10 minutes the windshield has <laughs> just got cicada guts <laughs> but hey we're at the peak so those of you who are in the middle of the brood x the brood 10 uh we are in the peak of it they said that from this point forward uh they should be diminishing um, to the point where they it should be all said and done by the beginning of July. And there'll be history for another 17 years. And uh, that that's fascinating. But even though, so you got, you got, they're up above. It's fascinating though, when you think about it, they're up above. They, um, they started in the ground. They come up in 17 years. They detect the temperature of the soil mm -hmm. and they come up and they mate, right? Within a couple of weeks. And then they die. <laughs> I mean, there's probably a joke in there somewhere, but oh, um, really? <laughs> I was but then the starting from, started started from the bottom. Now we're here to the next level. That's right. <laughs> started from the bottom. <laughs> now we're here. Um, but you know, I mean, yeah. So, so what? What's happening now is they're mating, and then the females are laying their eggs in the the, the twigs. Yep, in the, the the between the branches and stuff like that, and then. I never remember this part, but about 10 weeks later, the um, eggs will hatch and the babies will find themselves burrowing into the soil mm -hmm. and then where they will be for 17 years until they return Yeah, and get the next, and it, it goes over again. Yep. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Anyway, fascinating stuff, fascinating stuff. So talk about fascinating stuff, not, not comparing her to cicadas, but she's fascinating in her own like. How about that Simone Biles, y'all? Oh my gosh. How it, about it, that Simone Biles? She is just I, it's like she is like bionic. Yeah. I, I just I, I just she's it's like nothing she cannot do. Yeah. There's nothing that she cannot do. And every time you think, okay, she's reached her peak, she's mm -hmm. she she can't get any better, she fools us. Well, yeah. she proves us wrong, I should say yeah. that. Yeah. I, I'm amazed by that that young lady. She hats off. Yeah, I I was always a fan of gymnastics. Like I enjoy gymnastics, but she makes it very interesting because she's like, well, what is she going to do now? Like, what kind of vault is she going to do? Or what is she going to do in the uneven bars? And even just some of the stuff she does on the parallel bar. I mean, not the parallel bars. The um, uh, what's that thing? Balance beam. Mm -hmm. You know, 
I mean, just and then the floor exercises. I mean, that's the one that's just even better. What are y'all's thoughts on the some of her leotards have a goat, um, like a if they put like a goat, like a picture of a goat on her um, on a leotard, like what are yeah, like about? on the shoulder. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I did see that. I I don't see nothing wrong with that either. Mm. I mean, you are what you are. I mean, she's killing it, like. She is the goat. Who's going to check her, boo? Uh, <laughs> there you go, Christine. Who, I'm not. I'm certainly not. <laughs> um, while we're on sports, you know, so so with that, that everybody is gearing up for the Olympics. Um, Tokyo. So, is first of all, can we talk about the fact that it's the Tokyo 2020 games, but it's in 2021? Like that's going to be odd. It's weird, but, yeah. but I guess we get it. What do y'all think? I mean, do you think they still should have it? Like, should the games still have this? Same people in Tokyo, I mean, in, in Japan are like, no, we do not want it. Um, what are y'all's thoughts? Like, do you think that they should still have the games? Like, had you really given it thought? I can't say that I've given it a bunch of thought, but being put <clears throat> to answer it just in the moment, it's probably for the people that might age out, it's probably best for them to, mm -hmm. to have the opportunity. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. The Japanese are up in arms about it. I don't, I haven't followed it that closely if I'm being totally honest. So I don't know why mm -hmm. they're angry about it. But for the people that would not otherwise have the opportunity, I think that they should have it. Well, apparently, for a little backstory, apparently their vaccinations are not nearly as progressed as we are. Um, matter of fact, I, I want to say they have less than 10% of their population vaccinated. Um, and they still are having like outbreaks and, you oh, know, COVID is not over in Japan, apparently. Um, as not over as, anywhere. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, you, you, that's up for debate. <laughs> that's another, that's another part of head notes. Um, but, um, listen, they're, they're, the Japanese are just saying, you know, the people are saying, Look, it's not over yet. You're getting ready to introduce all these different, you know, there's these different variants that they're talking about. I think the next, the new variant is the Delta variant, mm -hmm. which apparently is like deadliest and very contagious and it's really attacking young people. And but the other on the other side of it, you have the government and the business owners who business officials who are saying, look, we cannot afford to lose any more money on this. Um, apparently they lost billions of dollars by not having it last year. And just by not having fans, because you know the late the um, about a few months ago they said that they weren't going to allow any um, other countries to send their fans. So like if Simone Biles' family can't come and sit in the stands while she's competing, um, they're saying that they're going to lose billions of dollars in ticket revenue just because of that. So it's almost like it will cost them more not to have it than to have it, which lends itself to. Um, the decisions that are made for COVID, you almost have to wonder, is, is it really, uh, is it really about health or is it about what did Wu-Tang say? Cash rules, everything around me. I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah, Cream, yeah I was too. <laughs> dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Y'all remember that? I don't that, know. Well, well, Mike, that's not really a, that's not really breaking news. Everything's about the almighty dollar. Yeah. It, you know, we, it's just, it's the truth. And I mean, I understand the economic impact that not having the Olympics and not having businesses open. I mean, this just goes across the board beyond the Olympics. Um, 
but we've always, as a society, as a country, we've always valued the, the dollar more than, you know, people's lives. That's just unfortunately how we are set up. And so that's why people have to exercise their own wisdom and situations. Do I think it's too soon to have something like the Olympics in a place that has 10% vaccination? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but they're going to do it. And so we we shall see. And we're going to be on our TV screens watching, crying whenever the national anthem's played, <laughs> looking at our brothers and sisters getting their gold medals and such and living their dream. I mean, everybody dreams of, of being an Olympian, right? What you going to say, Christine? I was going to say, speaking of brothers and sisters, did y'all see or is or what you know because the internet remains undefeated so i'm not sure if it's true or not is the entire gymnastics team all black female yeah they, that's not they haven't determined the team yet oh okay. so this week this week coming up is the uh trials so yeah so i saw that too there was like a picture out there it was kind of yeah, cool oh all black yeah but that is not that okay. that's wishful thinking now i almost wonder though if that picture was taken out you know because they do have other competitions besides the olympics and stuff so maybe that was the team that was up for that particular competition i don't know um but yeah you're right um no that is not the case yet they they actually have the trial they have the trials this week where they determine who the team is and apparently there are like four slots because we already know who one slide is going to go to <laughs> clearly so, Yep. All right. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. <laughs> 2020 gave birth to a lot of endeavors. Here in 2021, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael clients of his as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio, video, and even lighting needs, hit them up at G Walt Services on Instagram. Remember, G Walt Services, servicing all your audio, video, and lighting needs. So you know, a lot of times during uh, my Heads Up segment, I always like to get everyone to think about, um, they'll just, just think about what we're doing in our lives, right? And think about what we're, what we're thinking about and think about what we're thinking about, <laughs> if that makes sense. And, uh, you know, I spent a great deal of time working on the different powers, which, by the way, I'm really excited about that because that is shaping up to be a nice little book, which uh, you'll hear more information about that soon enough. Um, but one of the areas that I have really been challenged with over the last few weeks has been in the area of perspective. Um, and I think I talked about it, you know, in, in greater detail before about the power of perspective. But... You know, one of the things that I have been, you know, we talk about the cicadas and stuff, and one of the things that I've really been paying attention to is the area of, of looking at nature as an opportunity to see perspective, right? Um, now, before I get to that, you know, we talk about the classic example given in psychology. As a matter of fact, I think Christy and I were in the same high school psychology class uh, in the 12th grade where Mr. Billingsley uh, got up and he uh, did the infamous bottle water and the the water was up to the halfway mark. And, you know, we've all seen this example. If any of you have taken psychology class and stuff, you've seen it. And the question is, you know, is it half full or half empty? And I remember him 
asking each and every one of the of my classmates half full half empty and it was amazing that not everybody said it was half full not everybody said it was half empty i said it was half 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 full uh but then i do remember a couple people sitting right next to me said it was half empty and it was amazing because just as i was convinced that it was half full my classmates that said it was half empty were just as convinced and, and what that showed me was that perspective really is a real thing <laughs> um you know with me i just looked at it as hey as long as there's still some water left in the bottle there's some more i can drink whereas another person was looking at it and saying man it's like halfway gone which means that it's very closer to being gone and i won't have anything to drink anymore and both of us were right right why because it was it was our perspective it was it was where we were sitting at and and so with that one of the things that i was thinking about though is there are times where while I may look at the water as the water bottle as half full, there are other times where I look at things as half empty. And you're like, well, Mike, that, that sounds kind of crazy because you said that you look at it half full. Well, no, what I mean by that is that the same formula that I used to declare that that water bottle was half full, there are other times in my life where I would use that same formula that goes out the window. For instance, let's talk about the cicadas, right? The cicadas, interesting creatures. We talked about those in our previous segment. We talked about how, you know, fascinating. I mean, the things don't bite. They really mind their business. I mean, every now and again, they they stumble upon, um, you know, us. They get in our way. But as Christy pointed out, they were here before us, right? They, they kind of had jurisdiction over the land. And yet and still, because I'm inconvenienced, I see them as a nuisance. But let me change it up for you a little bit. There's, there's a group of people who 17 years ago, they experienced the cicadas. And guess what? They're not here today. There's, there's people who, you know, when you think about it, wow, like, yes, they're a nuisance. But this is my third cycle with the cicadas in my life. And I'm praying that I at least get a fourth, right? 17 years later, where will I be, right? That's all about perspective. You know, and so then at that point you start thinking about, oh man, you know what? When 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 you put it in that point, when you put it at that point of view, it's like, oh my gosh, you know what? Y'all go ahead and enjoy yourselves. Y'all do what y'all got to do because I want to be here 17 years when your babies come up and wreak havoc on us. And actually, that's kind of bragging rights. Like we could actually say, mm, I remember when you were made, when you were made. <laughs> but that's all about perspective, right? Oh, uh, here I got another one for you. Look, we have the rain. The rain. Uh, the rain in Spain stays mainly in the plain, if any of you watched uh, My Fair Lady. Um, but we had a lot of rain these last couple of days. And it, you know, it kind of messed up some plans. Matter of fact, Memorial Day was kind of trashed for us here in uh, in, in the Baltimore um, area on the mid-Atlantic, East Coast, wherever you want to call us. And, you know, it was like, oh, man, you know, you know, you were used to Memorial Day being real hot. You can go to the beach, enjoy yourself. And it really wasn't beach weather. But then I looked at the news and I saw the Salt Lake, the Salt Lake in Utah is drying up. Like there are actually pockets of the Salt Lake that are dry right now because they don't have enough water over there. And they were showing um, footage on um, the news about how Hoover Dam, Lake Mead that feeds into Hoover Dam is at its lowest level that it's been in decades because they are like, it's they're in a drought. Like they're used to the, the mountains, um, they're used to the mountains 
uh, when the snow uh, melts from the mountains, trickling down into the lakes and the rivers, and then kind of, you know, redoing the cycle over again. And because we've had some real mild winters, uh, you know, there's the argument out there about global warming <clears throat> that the lakes aren't really filling up like they used to. And so here I am complaining about all this rain, right? And then there are other people that wish they could get rain. That's about perspective, isn't it? And all of a sudden it just changes, it changes your point of view. Um, you know, with that being said, I, I was thinking the other day, one more example before I, I log off just to give you to lock it in. Um, you know, somebody I was talking to was talking about how their car was, you know, a little older and it didn't have all the bells and whistles as a new car. You know, we're blessed. We got a 2020 um car off the lot, had less than less than six thousand miles on it. I mean, it it today we've had it for a month and it's there's still things that the car does that I didn't even know it does, right? It's like all these bells and whistles. And, but then I was talking to a friend, he was like, oh man, my car just barely does this, 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 this. And a friend of ours kind of said, yeah, but you have a car. And that was like, oh yeah, I mean, we get it, sure. But then driving along the road, I was looking out the window, it was like 90 something degrees here. And there were people standing on a bus stop and there were people walking to their next destination wishing they could have a car, right? If they could just have a car, even if, if it, it had all the bells and whistles, it's something that just was allowing them to be out of the elements. It's all about perspective. So I want to just encourage us as we go into this week to really check out perspectives, check out perspectives at the door, see what exactly are we looking at and see what opportunities and possibilities it presents for us. And that's my heads up. Headspace with Dr. Mike Show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. Wow. Talk about perspective, right? <laughs> Talk about that, perspective. That was excellent, Mike, as usual. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, I just sometimes I have to be reminded of just that. You know, just there are things that we get caught up in, uh, uh, you know, getting into our lives. You know, for, what, what do we call it? First world problems, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you start looking at it, and you're like, man, there, it could be some, it could be, it could be a different story, you know? Um, and so I'm always just thinking about that. Uh, all right. So one of the things that I wanted to point out to everybody is uh, you all know that I have a love for teaching and training. And that's something that's like a passion of mine. And with that being said, I want to announce a leadership, virtual leadership boot camp that um, is kicking off on June 30th, Wednesday nights. We're going to have three nights of leadership boot camp. So Wednesday, June 30th. Uh, Wednesday, July 7th, and then Wednesday, July 14th, something like that. And uh, it's virtual from 7 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, we're just going to be doing some leadership. It started as an initiative for my church uh, as we're trying to gear up. You know, a lot of churches all over the world actually are engaging in re-engagement, re-engaging their members and stuff like that. And uh, one of the areas that really has been a passion of mine is leadership. You know, um, 
one of I had a secretary of uh, my agency that I work for, former secretary of the agency I work for. He kind of pointed out something. He said, you know, 15 years ago, there was something major that happened in our country, particularly in the world of the economy. Christine, Christine, you know what it was? Like what really happened like 10, 15 years ago with our economy? Um, what, what it was, it's an R word, if you remember it. Recession? Yeah, it was a recession, major recession, right? And what ended up happening during the major recession was that there, you know, a lot of companies were trying to figure out just what they had to do to stay alive, right? Um, they were trying to live on life support, basically. And what they did was they started trimming what they considered to be the fat. And one of the biggest areas of fat, you know, it was seen as a luxury, was the area of training. And so what you had was you had a lot of the um, companies that were just getting rid of training. We even experienced this in the state where training was, like I said, seen as a luxury. It was not seen as something that was necessary. And so they started trimming those budgets for, for training and, and all that stuff. And what ended up suffering was leadership development because you had a lot of people who, uh, you know, especially the supervisors and that sort of thing, who basically were just thrown in the midst of it and were not given the tools to be effective as supervisors and to be effective leaders, you know? And I think a lot of people kind of think leadership is just about a title, but it's not. Actually, I know a lot of people who have titles of leadership, you know, manager, director, superintendent, you know, whatever, and they couldn't lead me out of a paper bag. Wet. <laughs> I mean, the bag could be wet and they couldn't get me out of it. I mean, matter of fact, there could be holes poked into it and they still would not be able to get me out. And y'all are thinking right now, some folk that you know, yep, that's... that's no lies. <laughs> and so what we find is that there is a need for just really helping to develop people in that area. I know for me that there are things that I know as a manager because there were examples given to me by managers I had. Right. Because when I was in college, you know, I had I was in a great you know program, but I didn't go to supervisor training like there was no supervisor training as a part of my degree. So you had a lot of folk who basically became leaders, you know, because they were good at their job or whatever have you. And so they weren't really developed in that area. So uh, I have a heart for that. And with that, you know, leadership boot camp is going to be cool. We're going to be dealing with some topics, some hot topics of leadership, um, servant leadership, uh, team team uh, building, like just really understanding team dynamics. How do you lead meetings, especially in a virtual setting, right? Um, you know, to be honest with you, a lot of those in-person meetings that we used to have, those are going by the wayside, y'all. Like, it's not going to be fully where everybody is going to be in the same room at the same time. It just, I think we've seen over the last year and a half that it can be done and it can be done from a distance if you have to. And so, giving people the tools to be able to do that. So if you are interested, by all means, please DM me, um, reach out to me and I will give you the registration. Um, it's 25 bucks, it's through our Bible Institute Learning Center at my church, but it, you do not have to be a member of my church uh, to be a part of it. So I definitely wanted to make that opportunity available to some of you who may be interested because um, I just really, I really wanna see us become better leaders. So anyway, I'm excited about that. Huh. Are y'all excited about leadership development? Are we excited about? Yes, it's absolutely needed in so many ways. Leadership. I mean, people think about leadership as just a, a workplace or a professional thing, but it's beyond right. that. I mean, in organizations, in your church, at, in your home, mm -hmm. uh, all those skills are transferable. So mm -hmm. it's absolutely mm -hmm. pivotal. Mm -hmm. 
And Ooh, just is it all? It's pivotal. I know, right? That's a SEC word right there. You know what? It's a big words. Good words. No, I just big words on a Saturday, right? Have my Wheaties. Ah, yes, have your Wheaties. So while we're on this subject, we're talking about leadership, and this is a little weird. But there was an article, uh, no, I think it was Kev on stage. I, I love watching Kev on stage and to hear more. Those are two uh, comedians. I really just enjoy what they put out there virally uh, and not Carlton Banks. I think those are like my three, Anna Douglas too. Like those are like the, my favorite like personalities on online. Anyway, there was this art, uh, there was a situation where a person had sent out a tweet about, um, he was a man and he said that he, um, changed his underwear, wore his underwear at least two to three times before changing. Or maybe it was even three to five times. Like, it was just really bizarre. He said the average man changes their underwear three to <laughs> ten times. Yeah, I'm, I am I must not be the average man because... Well, that's fine with me. <laughs> you, you, you keep being below average or above average. <laughs> Not average. Continue at mark. I mean, seriously, like what? And I think Kevin Stays was talking about like jeans. Like, yeah, jeans. I don't necessarily, I wear them a few times, you know? Yeah, especially, you know, if I don't really do much in them, you know, even shorts even. But they're buffered by the underwear. Like the underwear is the, <laughs> the underwear is the first line of defense. I'm just saying. I just don't, I don't I wish understand. I wish Chris was on today. Yes. I, I, I would love to hear his perspective on this. I know I, I he has sure. a perspective on this. We should have we should have actually asked this question ahead of time, recorded his response, yes. and then played it. Because yes. I cannot the horror that was on my face when I listened to that clip. I was just like, who are these men? I don't I don't know these men. Yeah. yeah. If I do. They must be putting a lot of powder, cologne, and whatever else to mask the funk. Because I can't even imagine the mustiness that will be emitting from oh. them. Oh, I just don't even want to. Oh, that's <laughs> I mean, as I watched it, my face just went. <laughs> I thought maybe I was missing something. But then clearly when I saw, and you know, read the comments. The comments will tell you everything. When I read the comments, no, I did not miss anything. So I don't know who's out there. Wearing draws three to ten times, but you need to get yourselves together. Y'all need to get yourselves together. Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> um, Gate, while we're talking about undergarments. So, and we talked about this a little last week, but um, I was waiting for you guys to come back on. Crystal did a great job with helping me out with it, but I want to get y'all's perspective about Gate. So, Auntie, Auntie Monique. I guess she's not really our aunt because she she's about close to our age. Um, but Auntie Monique is at it again. Uh, she went on and did a viral rant uh, that she she does well. But this time, I don't necessarily know that I disagree with it, but I'm a man. So I want to kind of reach out to y'all. What are y'all's thoughts? I mean, she basically said, you know, ladies, y'all need to stop wearing your bonnets. Uh-oh. Y'all need to stop wearing your bonnets and your slippers and Oh, wait a minute. Uh-uh. We're not doing this right now. So we're going to hold that thought because there oh is somebody God. in the studio. Somebody has just... Can you go ahead and throw this man in here? Oh, my gosh. Chris. Oh, Umpire Chris. Umpire Chris. From the 
I'm fired, Chris. Is you know what? I, bruh, uh, we got a question. We've been waiting to ask you this question. Uh oh. So you know about the situation with the the tweet that went out where the man said that most men, normal men, change their underwear after three to ten times. You know, you, you are you recalling that? Yes. What are your thoughts on that? He is disgusting. <laughs> three to ten days. We're like, who raised these? Who raised these? I mean, how about if it's the right day? It might be three hours before I need feel the need. Right. <laughs> Thank you. I was you know, saying that. Oh my gosh! I don't I, like. I thought it was a spoof. I was like, oh, they 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 can't really be serious. Nah, he was serious. He was right. serious. Unbelievably so. <laughs> you you would hope he was just trolling, but right. I, I don't think so. This man was serious about his funk. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm, I'm t- he's washing his own laundry. I'm not three to ten day draws. No, those no. things walk. Those things walk to the laundry room on their own. And he got to be single. He cannot have. A- <laughs> It reminds me of uh, what was that? Uh, what was the what was what was it? Um, Jamie Foxx when he said he said, "What is that smell? What is that smell? <laughs> <laughs> it smells like roses." <laughs> okay, so I think the consensus is that Chris and Dr. Mike we're we're not wearing our drawers more than one time. That's just not happening. And neither is little Mike and my Mike and my Chris. Yeah. Like they aren't being talked nah. about either. Like nah. I want them nah. to take that down off of the internet. <laughs> yes, right, right. <laughs> and, and with that, he's out. <laughs> that can I tell y'all that that gave me life on this Saturday morning. Oh my gosh! Thank you, Chris. He made for a special up. appearance. He made a special appearance. So there, y'all have it. Change your draws. Change so it. change your drugs. All right, you know what, Crystal, go ahead and pay a bill because <laughs> I just gotta get my mind right. <laughs> Our world is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. Woo, Lord have mercy. So we had Drawgate, and now we're going to talk about Bonnegate. Ladies, what are y'all's thoughts on it? Like, what what are y'all's thinking about this? This whole thing that uh, Auntie Monique has set the internet on fire with in regards to the bonnets in public. Oh, you want me to go first? Sure. So, so uh, her her contention is that we need to, that we need to govern women need to govern themselves a little better. I think so. Well, yeah. I, I take issue with that honestly. I mean, you're, you're not going to catch me out in public with a bonnet on, but. I'm tired of always, why do I always got to be on my best behavior all the time? Why can't I just mm. do it all the time? You know what I mean? Like, broader, that's broader. But in terms of, I'm on board with not wearing my bonnet. Although, I will say, but 
you're not going to see me in Walmart with my pajama pants on, but you do sometimes see people in Walmart with their pajama pants on, and that's nasty, because I know y'all going right back home and getting in the bed. You're nasty. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, I agree that you shouldn't probably be in public with it. I don't even understand the women that go to the airport with a bonnet on. Like, I go to the, the, the airport with a ponytail, and then you take your hair. I just... I don't know all of the words that she used, but you know, that the general consensus is that to govern ourselves a little better. I agree not to be outside looking crazy, but if I want to, sometimes I'm going to. Like, <laughs> so. Uh, so Christine, I, I was one when I, when I see it, I'm like, really y'all like, what is this about? Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't understand it. However, I will say this. I have to, I have to be honest. It's all about being transparent, right? This is what this is all about. This is reality, right? So, so last weekend, last weekend was my baby shower. Okay, last Saturday. That's why I wasn't on. The day before, I had gotten my hair done, and my hair was, you know, of course, it, it was in its flexi rods and all of that. And I was trying to maintain the curls, you know, the few hours until you know the shower. And so, but I had to go. I had to run. I had to run to Macy's really quickly to pick up something for the baby shower. Well, I wasn't going to unwrap my hair with the curls and let them fall. You know, and and a few hours later, I was on my way to the shower. So I did. I went out with my hair wrapped up. I felt so uncomfortable. It it was not something that I I do. I, I typically will either just put a hat on or... Like you said, Christine, put it back in a ponytail, up in a bun, something presentable. But in that situation, I felt like I didn't really have a choice. I had to do it. So- able to do that. That should be fine. They've made it's it's been made so that it's to think. If you're just doing it when you got to run somewhere and run back, nobody would say nothing. And good good point. Do that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the airport. It's the airport. Like right. <laughs> we like you. This is not your hotel stay until you get where you're going. Like you're out in public, you're going to an airport, like take your bonnet off, take your rollers out, put some clothes on. I remember when people used to actually get dressed to get on a plane. Now I'm not doing that either. I'm gonna be comfortable, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying there was a time where you, you put on your Sunday best almost. It was glamorous. Yeah. Cause it was a, uh, you know, a big, well, it was a big deal back then. Now everybody's taking a flight, but, um, you know, yeah, I was tipping yeah. at the airport with heels on. He was like, babe, what are you doing? I was like, hey, man, I, mean, I feel like this today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not mad at her. I, I think she said it with in love. Like, I really, you know, Monique is not known for her uh, tactfulness most of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, but I think she really was sincere in saying with love and say, hey, you know, let's let's just do better. Um, and represent ourselves in a better way. I didn't take offense to it. I, I, I supported it. I wasn't mad. Chris, I know you got something to say about it. What 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 are some thoughts that you have about about Bonnet Gate? You gotta unmute yourself though. It seemed like he's waiting to catch up. He don't know. There he is. Oh. You said what are my thoughts about what Monique said? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I can understand what Christine and Christy was talking about. Like when you just have a, a situation and you need to just run out. 
but by and large, I mean, I guess the my upbringing says you're supposed to be representing yourself well when you step out the house. You represent yourself and your family first. So, so I mean, I, you know, a bonnet. I, I, there's never. I, I just don't think it's a good look, but I understand not caring about it being a good look because you got to go take care of something. So I uh-huh. get that. I mean, and uh-huh. I'm not always going to be looking the best when I run to the gas station to get a, a soda or something. But I don't, uh-huh. I don't know what the equivalent of guys is. Maybe, and is that a thing? Is because we're guys and like it's all right for us to look kind of unkept. The wave cap. Maybe it's the wave. The way what's you call that thing? I do rag. Do rag. Yeah. <laughs> the do rag and and all that stuff. Yeah. I you know I like like y'all. I I I think that to some degree. I wonder if you know that's the old school in us. Like we just. I remember my mom wouldn't let me go downtown Baltimore, just dressed any old way. And her argument was there was a time when people that look like us weren't allowed down there, you know, and so we have to take advantage of it. And so like, I wasn't allowed to go down there in sweatsuit, a sweat, you know, sweats and just any old thing. Like I had to not necessarily go down in a a three piece suit, but I had to go in there with something presentable, you know? And so I just, I I wonder if this times are changing where what is deemed as presentable has changed. I guess, you know, maybe, maybe the answer to this is getting some of our younger our younger audience members. Maybe we need to hear from our uh, millennials, our younger millennials, and maybe our Zers, because apparently they have a different take on it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, Bonnie Gate is that to be continued? I really, um, I'm really curious to see. Um, really curious to see how that plays out with some folk. Um, graduation season is in the air. Uh oh. Let's see. Um, <laughs> we have some technical issues. Crystal, pay a bill real quick, please. <laughs> Focused on photo, versed in video. For any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candidates to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, any media. For any media, for anything, contact us so we can create. So one other thing we failed to talk about, and I want to make sure that we actually get this out there because it really has had an impact on me. Uh, first of all, next Saturday, what holiday is next Saturday? Juneteenth. 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 And I'm really, um, I'm really, you know, I, I'm really excited about that. us being raised in the North. I did not know about Juneteenth until I um, actually it was the summer uh of between my junior and senior year of college when i had to uh i did my intern my walmart internship down in bentonville arkansas and so we were down in the middle of the south like the the deep south and that's when i was first exposed to juneteenth um and it really you know we weren't i don't remember being taught it like do you remember do you guys remember being taught about juneteenth no in school yeah oh in school absolutely not but at home no my grandmother came from Sandtown to Winchester. We just okay. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, it, it wasn't a thing up here. And it's very fascinating. And when you start thinking about it, like um, for those that don't know, Juneteenth basically is dealing with uh, when the Emancipation Proclamation came down, um, basically outlawing slavery. The word had not gotten down to everybody because remember they didn't have the internet, they didn't have CNN, AB, they didn't have Fox News, right? They didn't have none of that. Um, it was literally the it was word of mouth that got the news where it needed to get to. And there's a lot of uh, different thoughts about why the news didn't get uh, to the folk in Texas um, fast. Uh, you know, some word was that the messengers were kind of attacked on the way. Um, to, to delay it, but eventually the um, word got down to the slaves in Galveston, Texas, uh, when they found out it was around. It was June nineteenth, wasn't it? June nineteenth, um, and it was it, several months or several years. It was a couple of years after emancipation, wasn't it? Yes. And um, and basically, word got to them that they were free. That's and why so, the, the the clothing and stuff says free ish. Free ish. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that, Christine. What do you mean by that? Because <clears throat> when it actually was put into law and by the time it rolled all the way out, it was, you know, such a large span of time. So black people were free-ish around this time, but not really. Not really. Yeah. yeah. And, and you could argue that we're still free-ish. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. You know, I, I was talking to somebody about this. I said, you know, it's all well and good and you think that we've moved on and all that stuff, but there's legislation that makes us free, right? Like, you know, you as the majority race, majority ethnicity, there's no legislation that can be pulled back to take away your freedom. Um, you know, if we were alive during that time, we weren't even considered a full person. Right, and let's take it. Let's take it a step further. Um, the don't don't be twisted. Slave owners were compensated for the loss of revenue that they experienced because they no longer had certain property. And what ended up happening was they ended up um, paying for and putting these these once slaves back into back into servitude so that they could survive. And so they were able to make it legal, right? That's why you talk about indentured servitude and stuff like that. So um, yeah, Juneteenth is, is definitely something. Once I became aware of it though, I did make up in my mind that I do honor it. Um, matter of fact, I took off um, for my day job on June 18th because you know I'm observing Juneteenth, which is June 19th. Christy? I wanted to exactly speak to that because when I became aware of it as well, I, I made it a point to to take it off, and I am thrilled, I, overjoyed that my the the organization that I work for, which is the biggest employer in Maryland. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to put it out there. Maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. It's a good thing, so I guess I should. So Johns Hopkins University made the decision to acknowledge Juneteenth as a holiday. And so we now, we have the 18th off. Wow. And that's that's huge. I mean, yeah. that is, especially given the history of Johns Hopkins and, you know, it's a lot, a lot, you know, that goes into that. But when, when I read that, I was just like, wow, that now, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. 
and one of the things I want to encourage people is, you know, don't just do it for the day off, right? You know, I always mm -hmm. tell people Martin Luther King is not just a day off. There's something that you can do along with it. Um, but at the same token, I think um, <clears throat> I think it's important for us to, I think it's important to acknowledge the fact that employers realize that it's something to be, be celebrated. Um, and I, you know, unfortunately it took uh, George Floyd's death to actually kind of make, wake people up to that, so to speak. But you know what? Um, you know, thank you, George, um, for the sacrifice that you made for some of the things so there could be some enlightenment. And speaking of George, don't you, George Floyd, don't we have some information to share about? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. The young yeah, lady, maybe. the young lady that um, was responsible for filming um, him, she has been issued a special citation, a Pulitzer special citation. So she didn't fully get a Pulitzer Prize or anything like that, but she got a special citation from the organization that does that because of um, the fact that she was out there and able to record that situation. And so that is that's that's incredible. I mean that that she was able to get that and be honored for that. And it just makes me think about the fact that had she not been in position to record that, how much different things would be, right? Absolutely. Like, would you know, it makes me wonder, would anybody even have known about George Floyd and how he died? And definitely, would he have gotten any type of justice um, in regards to that? So congratulations. I, I have her name in, in the screen that I had it on. I got rid of it, but we'll, I think her last name is Franklin. Um, but um, we want to congratulate her on that citation. Oh, here it is. Uh, Darnella. Darnella Frazier. Donella Frazier. Mm -hmm. It was an FR. <laughs> Donella Frazier. Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> it's close. Pulitzer Prize Board awarded a special citation on Friday to Darnella Frazier, the teenager whose cell phone footage of George Floyd's murder last summer led to massive protests and sparked a racial reckoning in the country. So she was 17 at the time and uh, she did that. So thank you very much, uh, Darnella, and congratulations. Um, for that acknowledgement. <sighs> Let's go ahead and take a quick break. <clears throat> Headspace with Dr. Mike Show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. All right, as we are wrapping up today, we are also wrapping up something because we are seven days away from the conclusion of the 30 and 60 challenge. Woo! Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready for a, a, a just an update on where I'm at in my 30 and 60 challenge? I cannot wait. We need a drum roll. Since, since we started on April 19th, 2021. I am down 53.7 pounds. Nice. Mike, no. You blew that goal out of the water. You're talking about <laughs> 30 and 60. You almost did 60 and 60. <laughs> that is phenomenal. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Christy, when you saw me last week, 
Um, first of all, I thought I was a little cute because I had on um, some khaki, well, some shorts that I, no, I had khaki pants on that I could not fit at the beginning of um, this year. <laughs> and I was wearing some loafers that um, my feet had just been swollen for so long. And I actually was able to put the loafers on and get this. I didn't even need the shoehorn. I didn't even need to get the shoehorn to put the loafers on. Oh, you're showing all the way off. I am showing all the way off. And I just got my results from my blood work that was done at the doctor. And all of my levels are normal where they need to be. Um, so we are still working. We still got some work to do. Um, the bigger part is still getting my endurance back up for walking because, you know, we're going to vacation next month. So what I'm going to be doing this next month is just really spending some time um, making myself walk a little bit more. Um but yeah, 30 and 60. 30 and 60 has been great in this house. Um, how's it been going for you guys? Well, I had to I had to pivot a little bit and listen to myself. Okay. I was I was putting too much self-imposed too much self-imposed pressure on myself. Like every day I was trying to be take a little a couple more seconds, a couple more seconds. So I I took that and that was making it wasn't enjoyable. Not that walking or running is enjoyable to begin. I'm not one of those people. But I had to tell myself to chill out and just commit to a solid 30 minutes. Whatever I got done walking briskly in that 30 minutes was just going to be enough. So for me, what it's been is tuning in to me, not abusing myself, trying to make this happen and just, you know, taking it for what it is, the 30 minutes, you know, you can read anywhere. 30 minute brisk walk is like, you know, I told you guys, you know, it's like the equivalent of taking a low dose antidepressant. So it, it works like it's, you know, taking a little time for myself. Um, I haven't gotten, I still, I don't, I don't run the whole thing yet. And I'm all right with that. I'm, it's good in my mind. I am, it's consistent. I haven't skipped it. I've been, I've been doing it. I did, I started before, you know, our commitment. So I've been doing it. I haven't skipped a day since January 27th and I'm just nice. keep on going. <laughs> Good for you, Christine. Good for That's you. Excellent. Good for you. That's excellent. So if you guys remember, my my goal was a little bit different. It wasn't a physical one. It was more of a uh, uh, commitment to my my more of a commitment to my quiet time and writing in my journal and really just taking moments to reflect. And so um, what I have learned in this journey is, and I mentioned this the last time we discussed it, is that I'm, I, like Christine mentioned, like put a lot of pressure on myself. If I set a goal in mind, I have to do it, you know, like I said, I was going to do it when I set out to do it. And if I don't, then I failed and all right. of that. So I have learned to just, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It, especially in this time of my life where I am, mm-hmm. I have learned that I am, I have refused to stress about anything that I do not have control of. And even if I do, if, if I don't do it the way I had anticipated, you get up the next day and try to do better and not mm-hmm. to put a lot of pressure or, you know, just, you know, weigh myself down with, you know, not doing it as I had hoped to have done it. And so it's really been, that's been the lesson for me, just being okay with, you know, quote unquote failing and moving forward. And so that that's what I've learned in the, in these 60 days and to really focus on 
progressing and and not staying stuck in what I may have perceived to have been the best way to move to to do things. Very good. That's awesome. And you know, that was what my vision for the 30 and 60 challenge was. It was, yes, I loved seeing these, these results, right? But more than importantly, I wanted those who participated to become more aware of what's happening, right? Be aware of these things. Like, you know, and so the awareness that you gain, Christine, the awareness you gain, Christine, I mean, all of that is just awesome. Um, congratulations. The reports that we're getting in from the 30 and 60 challenge has been great. We'll definitely have to do another one later on down, maybe later on in the summer um, as we gear up uh, for what's beyond the summer. But um, I'm just uh, just tickled, tickled black that um, we were able to do that. And thank you all for your support and encouragement along this journey. So with that being said, guys, what 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 most what, com what comes up must come down. And <laughs> Believe it or not, our time is almost up, and it has been awesome hanging out with you ladies today. Thank you uh, for spending some time with all of our headspacers. Thank you to Chris, who took a break <laughs> from uh, his umpiring to chime <laughs> in on some very important, important topics uh, that we needed We needed to make sure we had his perspective on. And, uh, you know, I wish you all many blessings as you go into your day. Uh, summer starts in the uh, first official day of summer is in only a few days away. And uh, we are really coming around, around in this. I mean, we are really coming around. So um, I wish many God's blessings on each and every one of you until we shall meet again. I love you all. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their Headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week. <laughs>